Hills, and welcome to the NAESD podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and also an NAESD fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I am an educator in California, not too far actually from our guest today, which is super fun, and also a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. Rachel, I've been practicing NAESP for so long. I've had a trouble with NAESP and I'm trying to say it just faster and more fluently. I know it's going to make you happy. Everybody out there, I've been practicing. So there you go. Hey, good job practicing. I like it. You know, because it's okay that we're not there yet. So that's perfect. And good job dropping a hint about who might be on our podcast today with our little hint of California. So we're really excited as always to bring you this episode so we can talk about real ideas with amazing principals or folks that support principals or folks that are in education or heck, maybe even people that are outside of education that have great tips for us to be innovative leaders to really honestly make your leadership stronger and again, more innovative. Yeah, 100%. So today on the show, we have Dr. Shana Henry. Everybody go to Twitter right now. She has the easiest Twitter. Dr. Shana Henry is actually her Twitter. Uh, just uh, shares awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, currently a principal, transitioning to a supportive role for principals. Also the host of Principles of Success podcast. Shana has a really, really awesome podcast. You definitely need to uh, check it out. Just go to Apple, iTunes, Spotify, kind of wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Principles Pals of Success podcast. Shana, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you both. Yeah, it's so weird how the world works out. You were in Louisville. I was in Louisville. Rachel was in Louisville. We didn't see each other in Louisville because those conferences are so big. So sometimes it just takes a virtual uh, meetup like this one to uh, to be able to connect. And we only live about 45 minutes away from each other. But uh, it's great to have you on the show. So uh, Shana, what are you thinking about right now as a educational leader, uh, you know, planning, staff, kids, district stuff. And I know you're transitioning, but just put your, put your principal hat on. What, what were you thinking or what would you tell other people that you're coaching to be thinking about, you know, right now, this episode will be coming out once school's already started. Um, but what would you tell people to be thinking about right now? And, and a caveat, she's transitioning to a principal coaching role so she's still in education but supporting principals so yes thank you Rachel Shana take it away thank you um I'm thinking so much right now um I'm thinking, first of all, to expect the unexpected. I feel like we came off this last year and we were all going home to welcome our kids back and we just did not know what to expect. And for me, after 18 years as a principal, it was the hardest year I've ever had. There was no way to anticipate all of the challenges that came last year. So I feel like this year, expect the unexpected. It could be better. It could be worse. Um, Right now, my school is short a number of teachers, a number of uh, classified folks. Like we're just trying to survive and we haven't even started the school year yet. So um, take it slow because other things might be coming. So expect the unexpected and take it slow. I think those are spot on. I'm curious what tips besides taking it slow 
could help principals because it does feel like we're playing dodgeball, but we don't know where the balls are coming from. And then we turn around and get whacked in the face. So what are some tips and thoughts, especially as you're kind of shifting to supporting principals might you suggest? I think um, you don't have to go it alone. I think that's one of the biggest tips I would, I would say, I, I feel like the principal role is often the loneliest job, even if you have a, a vice principal or more than one, it can feel like the weight is completely on your shoulders because you want to take care of your people, right? You want to feel like don't burden them. But I also feel like rely on the people, the strength of your team as much as possible, um, where you might be focusing on filling vacancies, rely on your teacher leaders to help pull those pre-service staff things together, um, help with your culture climate, help with new student onboarding, like really find the strengths of your team so that you are really working collectively to problem solve, especially as you head into this school year. I think that is going to be really key to find strengths of of the folks on your team. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome um, advice, you know, not trying to do everything yourself. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I totally agree with you, Shana, that like it is probably the loneliest job. It's uh, it's actually why I almost left education after my first year as a principal, because I I didn't really like connect with all of my colleagues, which was hard. And I realized that I had to look out there into other areas to uh, really find people to connect with and also quickly realize that they didn't need to be in my district or I didn't need to see them every day, but you can connect uh, with other people. And I think your podcast, this podcast is a really great example of that. Like let's use technology that we didn't have 20 years ago to like really break down those doors. Uh, How do you handle stressful situations as a principal or how would you, you know, you know, now coach uh, other principals to handle stressful situations. We've all been there. There are 10 things happening at once. Uh, You know, the police are there. CPS is coming. You have a parent that's yelling. You know, maybe three of three to five of those are, are pretty high level intense. How do you work through them all? What advice would you give to other school leaders as they navigate those those stressful situations? I'm laughing because I, I probably have had a situation where all of those things are happening really all at the same time. Oh, um, Shana, we all have. Don't worry. Yes, yes, <laughs> like it's, it's par for the course now. Right. That's like normal in our in our world. I think it's about prioritizing. I, I really do. I think it's just like a to do list. Like what is the most urgent issue right now? Um, what can wait? And so helping to manage those pieces. I have not been good with handling stress over the 18 years. It has been something I needed to learn a lot. And I think it's about priority. Also being willing to accept help. That has been something I've struggled with a lot. Again, going back to just feeling like you have to take it all on yourself. And so being able to see who can help you, who can um, take some things off your plate, who can help you triage in some other areas. I think that's really important is that two-way help. You can accept help and you can give help as well. So I feel like I have a million questions for you and I'm just loving what you're putting down. So I'm going to try to center it on one. You talked about the importance of connecting with folks. You talked about kind of that delegation and keeping it simplified with priorities kind of in a nutshell. Who are people that you do delegate to or utilize with their strengths? Because I'm thinking of a principal that's overwhelmed and has those 10 things and they're like, Rachel, all of it's important, which we hear oftentimes, Mm -hmm. right? As we coach principals and it's, it's hard to figure out what's a 911 211411 or whatever that might be for you. Um, 
who do you who do you reach out to and then once you can kind of frame that i'd love to also hear who do you connect with professionally to help keep you stable because it is a lonely job yeah um i think on my school side i'm really blessed to have a vice principal at some schools i did not have one so i know some people listening are saying but i'm i'm the only person i'm i'm solo but i do rely on my vice principal but i also rely on my office team my office team, they are front and center of everything that's happening. So they can see when my stress level is elevated. They can see when there's other things coming on board and they are a team. And quite often, what can I help you with, Dr. Henry? What can I what can I take off your plate? They are very helpful. I also think outside of the office, you have grade level leaders and department leaders that can help with work with their with the teachers. Um, I think that's a big support. So I think those pieces and then outside of the school, my middle school principal team, I rely on them so much. Um, outside of our standard district meetings, we go to breakfast once a month. We do that because we need each other. We need that space to be able to ask questions, vent, to just have that companionship. And that has really fed my soul a lot. Um, and then you, you talked about the professional part and, and Adam had mentioned Louisville and I want to kind of circle back to that a little bit. I had the opportunity to go to the conference with a fellow principal who is starting her second year. And it was so amazing to watch her through the conference because she was just soaking everything in. I did not have that conference when I first started my principalship. And my reflection was, gosh, my I think those first bumpy years would have been so different if I had had that opportunity to connect with other principals, hear from Simon Sinek, like all of those pieces. And so I think for me, conferences feed my soul, Twitter chats feed my soul, like just an opportunity to connect with people that are not in my district, but are going through the same challenges. Yeah, you are speaking our language, Shana. I know I've said multiple times on the podcast that my first NAESP conference like seven years ago in Long Beach um, absolutely changed my life. You know, um, in California, we have the uh, AXA Association yeah. and in Oregon, you know, Rachel has COSA and every state has their kind of the NAESP, NASSP affiliate. Um, but just being on that national level with people from all over, mm-hmm. it just definitely changes it. So I said at the um, beginning of the podcast that you have a podcast and obviously Rachel and I are a fan of podcasts hence that's how we're meeting today so how did you get started yourself with a podcast and and why why are you why are you taking the time to plan and interview um, I loved your recent episode with Ida Carter I had Ida on an, one of amazing. my other podcasts and she is amazing so yeah. how did it get started and why so the why behind it was a, a few years ago, I was I was in a principalship one before this last one I was in. And it was just it was a weird time. I was feeling like just like Adam said, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in this gig. Like I, I'm just struggling. I'm challenging. I'm tired. Um, and I came across a book, uh, Leading While Female. And it talked all about just the women's trajectory in education, talking about 27 percent women superintendents, but six percent 
are women of color. And that really spoke to me as a woman of color in terms of just representation and not seeing a lot of people who looked like me in districts or in spaces. And I said, but I know we're out there. I know we're out there and we're doing hard work. And so the podcast was born to be able to highlight these amazing women, particularly women of color who are doing great things at their schools. And so I wanted to highlight them each week and tell their leadership story, but also share strategies that we could all benefit from. And so that's been the reason behind it. And I have to tell you, it has fed my soul. Like it is my weekly PD. (laughs) I feel a little selfish because I'm bringing it to the masses, but I'm also gaining so much from it. So that's why um, the podcast and that's what has kept me going every single I love it. That actually gave me chills. Um, I love that book, by the way. So listeners, if you haven't picked up the book Leading While Female and it's done by Corwin and it Mm -hmm. came out at least I picked it up during the shutdown. So like spring of 2020, um, phenomenal, phenomenal book. Yeah. We actually use that as a, um, as a reference when Miley's and I were writing, she leads. So mm-hmm. great, great book. And I think there's been even a handful of book studies across the nation that have been done mm-hmm. on that. So awesome. So our last question for you, you know, we've talked about lonely job prioritizing, connecting with others. I would love to hear, would you consider yourself you have two choices on this, um, a hard worker or a workaholic. I'd love to hear why, and then maybe how you try to balance yourself a little bit, because we're heading into a season or we might already be in a season where folks are grinding. A startup is super hard. A lot of hours, even for those that have really streamlined their schedule and have mastered their morning and have a lot of self-care. So what are your overall thoughts and then drill it down to this fall for us? Yeah. Wow. What a big question. So Rachel, yes, I am a complete workaholic a hundred percent. And that, that is, I think that's cultural. Like that's just how I was raised. Right. I saw my parents working seven days a week. They were first generation immigrants. Like that's just what I saw. So I think that's just been embedded in me over the years. And so I'm always working. So balance is a tricky word for me. And I've learned to know that that is subjective. Like it's okay to define that for you. Um, I used to think like, oh, that's what balance is. Oh, I I have to figure that out. So for me, um, this last year, I learned a lot about finding balance that worked for me. And I twisted to what did I do to find joy in the school year? And so it was really about embedding some some different types of things. So um, like my son decided we needed to start watching an episode of Seinfeld before we went to bed every night. So that brought us some joy and some humor to be able to do that or the monthly breakfast with the principals, because that fed my soul. Um, I got a little walking treadmill here for under my desk, like to be able to move my body. I'm not Adam. I, I do not run like crazy miles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw before this recording, he was running and I felt really lazy, but I didn't this morning. All good. So. Don't, don't let it make you feel bad. He just, he can do a marathon on the spot. I know. <laughs> I believe it. Day. Who knows? I believe it. So those those are the types of things I'm thinking going into this year of just really being intentional of the things that bring me joy will bring me balance for me. Yeah, I love that. Dr. Shana Henry. And, you know, 
my running is not meant to make anybody else feel bad. I know you're not saying that, ladies. I know you're not saying that. I run for myself, and I yes. decided. A, and I'm not defending myself right now. I'm making a joke, but um, I decided make, a long you don't make time. Me feel bad. So I mean, we're thank good. you. <laughs> we were actually supposed to run a marathon together, Rachel and I, uh, the the Eugene Marathon, and then COVID canceled it. So I know you and I have talked about it, Rachel. We we need to set a date oh, for. Oh yeah, it, we're um, doing one this school year. We need to. So at Dr. Shana Henry. Also, be sure to check out Shana's podcast, Principles of Success. And speaking of the NAESP conference, we hope that everybody listening, Shana, we hope that you will be in Maryland next year. It's going to be um, even more east on the East Coast, which is kind of tough sometimes for us West Coasters, but it's nice to uh, it's nice to get back there. Um, it's never too early to sign up. And you said something too, Shana, about bringing along a colleague. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, Rachel and I had so many conversations with people that were at the conference and people that were there by themselves, which is great. But when you have a friend, especially a colleague in your organization, you know, quote unquote, back home, when you go back, it's so much easier to talk about the things that you heard and saw and did and learned than if like, oh, you should have been there. It's like surfing, like, oh my gosh, yesterday was amazing. You should have been there. But when you can be there with somebody, it just makes the learning and the situation so much better and so much deeper. So bring a friend and um, come to Maryland next year. Rachel, Shana, on behalf of NASP, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And everybody, we hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. 